0: Based on what we saw this weekend at the World 100, I think things have shifted for the Lucas Championship, and we'll talk about the contenders today. Also, Corey Day appears to be on his way to stardom, but I want to spotlight the pretty incredible support system that's guiding him through his rise. Let's go. It's Monday, September 11th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Don't forget to take a moment today to remember all of those we lost on 9-11 back in 2001. It's hard to believe it's been 22 years already. Later this week, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series heads to Knoxville for the Late Model Knoxville Nationals, and we're down to just seven race nights left until they hit Eldora for the Dirt Track World Championship. For those like me that care about these series championships, I wanted to talk a little bit today about what we can learn about the Lucas title contenders from these recent races at Eldora, and who could be the favorites towards the end of October when they come back. If Eldora was today, the four drivers going for the Lucas title would be Ricky Thornton Jr., Hudson O'Neill, Jonathan Davenport, and Brandon Overton. Feels like the top three are pretty set in there, with only Overton really in any danger of dropping out. I think regardless of how we did at Eldora, Overton has been much better as of late, and I think it'll be tough for Tim McCready to climb back into this thing. McCready, I think, would have to start ripping off a bunch of wins to try to get there, and he's running out of race nights. So assuming the top four doesn't change here, let's rank those guys in terms of championship chances based on those recent Eldora performances. Starting at the bottom at four, I think it has to be Overton. He's been better on the road as of late, like I just mentioned, but Eldora has not been kind to Big Sexy this season. Just a single top 10 in a feature, he missed the dream finale after the prelim crash with Joseph Joyner back in June, and he was never a factor this past weekend at The World. He made the main event, but was 22nd at the end. He was lights out at Eldora in 2021. He won six features and I think could still jump up and surprise us, but compared to the other three at this point, his odds are the worst. At three, I'm putting Ricky Thornton Jr. He's having a historic run this season, the most Lucas wins ever in a year. He has a huge margin in the standings at the moment, he's won everywhere, racked up all kinds of money, but I'm just not convinced that they can win at Eldora. It's going to be a shame if the 20 RT can't cap the season with the Lucas title, but a 12th place finish on Saturday night wasn't exactly confidence inspiring. RTJ was into the pits multiple times during the main event for adjustments, and even though they led laps in their prelim feature on Friday, I think their package still pretty clearly needs some work. They've been better at Eldora as of late, but they still need to close up that margin even more, and I think it's certainly possible that they do that, but from what we've seen this last weekend, I just don't think they're there yet. From here, I think the top two in Davenport and O'Neal are much closer to each other than I would have thought initially, and definitely before this past weekend, I would have put JD easily number one. And I'm still going to give the very slight edge to him, with an average Eldora feature finish of four, uh, uh, four over his past 10 races, but man, it is really close between these two guys. Without that Friday night flat tire, we would have easily seen a weekend sweep from O'Neal, and it's clear the Rocket team has taken a step forward at Eldora with Huddy in the seat. His recent average finish isn't as good as Davenport's at Eldora, but he's got more wins, and he's led laps in seven of the past 10 features he's competed in. That includes the split field prelims and the big shows. The World 100 score feels like a weight off the Rocket team's shoulders, and driving around Davenport to get it done should not get dismissed here. So if we end up in a situation where JD is leading the Track World Championship and O'Neal is maybe second, those guys are going to have the confidence that they can do it again. So at four, Overton, three is RTJ, and I'm really going to call it 1A and 1B here for da- uh, Davenport and O'Neal. Drop me a comment. Let me know if this past weekend uh, changed your mind at all uh, about this Lucas title fight. Uh, the other thing I wanted to get into, do, uh, into today is what we're seeing right now from young sprint car driver Corey Day. On yesterday's show, I wanted to focus on the tech stuff from the Gold Cup weekend, so I didn't really talk about, you know, Day's situation and where he is, but I've been wanting to dive into this a little bit more for a while. And Day's first outlaw win, I think, is a good tie-in here. He's obviously, you know, won the 69th Gold Cup on Saturday night. 17 years old, obviously one of the top young talents in the sport, gets his first outlaw win. He's currently leading the NARC Championship and probably on his way to it, and is another in a long line of uh, open-wheel talent to come out of California. It took 29 outlaw appearances to get his first victory. He's got five straight outlaw top five finishes right now. Was in the Knoxville Nationals main event, and now has nine 410 sprint car wins on the season in just 40 total starts. But while we've seen him travel this season, and he did some as well in 2022, don't expect a significantly larger national tour next season. Corey's dad Ronnie told Flow Racing in advance of the Knoxville Nationals that Corey won't pursue anything full time until after he graduates high school which won't happen until the spring of 2024. Ronnie wants his son to enjoy being a kid for the time being, and having had his own successful driving career, he knows what's ahead of him. He's letting Corey do kid things and hang out with his friends. Ronnie was a fantastic racer in his own right, with all sorts of wins on his resume, including with the NAR King of the West, the Civil War Series, Ocean Sprints, Western States Midgets, and a lot more. But on top of Ronnie and having a very good sprint car driver as your dad, the rest of the support system around Corey is absolutely top-notch, And maybe a tad underrated you know i think in terms of the public and some of the media out there i don't think enough has been made of how influential jason myers has been in the uh, careers of a few of these drivers to come out of california he's mentored carson masito who has become one of the top drivers in the country he's got 35 outlaw wins in his career and he's now become a regular championship contender and he did that with myers help and now myers is helping guy day through his young sprint car career and i think it's important to remember Myers, still in his 40s, could conceivably still be a full-time World of Outlaws driver at this moment, but has instead shifted his focus towards his successful businesses and supporting other racers. Not that long ago, Myers was one of the few drivers who was able to go toe-to-toe with Donnie Schatz during the peak of Schatz's powers and actually beat him. Schatz's incredible 10 World of Outlaws titles were won between 2006 and 2018, but two of the three years that shots didn't win were because Myers was in his way. That was 2010 and 2011. And for Myers, it took some drastic things to make that actually happen, to actually beat shots, which he talked about when me and Ross interviewed him on Open Red way back in 2017. And that included Myers adopting some sports psychology stuff and the team, you know, really having an incredible commitment to preparation around the car and the parts and the trailer and all of the things they were doing. If you were looking for someone to build a sprint car operation to compete on the national level, especially to put around a very talented young driver, you probably couldn't find it better than Myers to do that. From there, leading the crew for day is veteran crew chief Shane Bowers. He's been going up and down the road with the World of Outlaws for 20 plus years. He's won championships with both Shots and Myers, and he's worked with other drivers like Kerry Madsen, Tim Schaefer, and Stevie Smith. He's been a steady hand who has seen absolutely everything there is to see. And he's guided Day to not only uh, 9 410 wins in 2023, but also 29 top 10 finishes in those 40 races. Looking at the total package, there's obviously no way to guarantee success, but Day has all the right parts and pieces in his corner, and they appear to be committed to allowing him to develop slowly and not push him forward too quickly. And in an age where teams expect drivers to win and win now, I think that patient approach might be the most important aspect of all of this and might lead to a ton of success. All right, that's it for the show today. The streaming schedule, pretty quiet. I think only the kind of 24-7 channels are the only thing running. Uh, but if you want to see it anyway, head over to dirttracker.com watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.